intriguing and sometimes fucking beautiful film. I have about a hundred questions and I, I guess so do you. Um, maybe we should start with just uh, have a few exchanges between us to establish a few basic facts <laughs> and then I'll give the floor to you. Um, I, I understand this is your first solo feature length directing feature. Yes. You've, you've, you've been yes. writing and researching documentaries, uh, for instance, for Hedy Honigman for a long time. Uh, are you a, a language person or an image person? Oh, Lord. Um, um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I like and hate writing. Um, I spent a lot of time writing the, the, the kind of the film proposal for this film. I quite like writing. I consider myself a reasonably good writer. Um, so I think the answer to your question is before I made this film I would have definitely said I consider myself a writer and with this film I um, kind of enjoyed perhaps for the first time really thinking in, in images because the, what is very special uh, one of the very special things about the film is that the language is almost as important as the image in the middle of the screen, you put these words which make the connection between your story and your sister's story and the characters we see. So it's a very dangerous endeavor because you make it in this way. You sort of drag the real people into your reality. And it almost becomes fiction. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts about it? Did you start with your sister's story or did you start with making a film about so-called narcissism? Um, that's a lot of questions in, okay. in, uh, let me think. Um, I know it's a slightly weird film. I was watching, I thought this is really weird. I'm not quite sure I liked it. I think, mm. anyway, um, but the story behind the text is actually, I mean, I, uh, it started out with me wanting to make a film about narcissism, which for me means something else than maybe for most people um, and it was uh, that w there's a the, the, there's a point in the story where I uh, it's what my sister called the fall um, she jumped um, in a psychotic um, mode and uh, after that um, I had a whole new sister in a way um, and a lot of her her personality really changed, almost 180 degrees. And that always fascinated me, like how is it possible that this really self-confident girl or woman, and then this very fragile, timid girl, how could these, this all be in my sister? Um, obviously, I understand that if you break all your bones, that's a bit of a shock. Uh, but there was more than that. It was. Um, I mean, so much changed, and that left me fascinated about how her ego worked and mine, um, because they're very connected. Having said that, though, I didn't at all want to make a personal film. Um, so I safely had the... I, that was my motivation chapter. 
um, and I thought I'll make a film about narcissism, but from a very different point of view, basically, that I have quite a soft spot for people w with big egos. Um, and I, I didn't want to touch on our story. And then very slowly, it's basically a lot of people said, sorry, but you can't get away from this. And then it just became um, bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you, what you just said that, um, well, maybe it's almost become fiction. I don't, in the proposal, it was still a bit more separate. So I had, I was going to tell my story uh, in a voice, in a, uh, a voiceover, uh, a spoken voiceover, I thought. And then I had all these other elements. And then in the editing process, I was still kind of walking away from this personal story uh, that I, uh, to the extent where that's actually where the text cards come from, is that my producer said, you have to start writing your voiceover. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I was with the editor and I said, well, I'll just write a title card with I say something like this here. And then um, my producer, Yo Sailor, saw that and, he th and then he said, but this is brilliant. I thought, is it? And then I had a, a, um, a wonderful text coach who is a poet and she she told me, because I was putting the text in the corner because I felt it was very rude to put my personal story. It, it, is. Yes. it is. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> so that's, what, that's, what, that's what an ego person would do. <laughs> okay. Um, no, first I started putting the text on, on vague images of flowers and trees and, or on black or something. <coughs> but then the storyline stops. And then, uh, I mean, she was the one who said, it, this is the backbone of the film. You have to put the text in the center. The moment you stick it in a corner, the subtext is that it's not so important. So I said, okay. No. Is it a coincidence, yes. <laughs> you think, that, that both these Dutch films in competition in Itva this year are about narcissistic ladies? Is, is this the time we're living? That it is such a thing that invades our, that becomes sort of a problem with all the Facebook likes and the selfies and the... Well, God knows. I mean, I don't, I saw the opening film. I don't think his grandmother was influenced by Facebook. Um, no, it could have been invented for her. <laughs> it could have, that's true. Um, and I guess for my film, I didn't, I mean, somehow all the selfies and the photographs and the self-obsession leaks into the film, uh, but it was never my main point um, to make a kind of social critique or something. Um, why these two films have been accepted, I don't know. That's a silly question. Um, one last question before I give the floor to you. Um, does it work differently with male narcissists? It's very. It's a girl film, and, and yeah. maybe it's nice for a change. <laughs> but um, I wonder if, if you would have put, if you would have included men, would it have been a different film? Um, probably, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't really like the term narcissist, mm -hmm. to be honest, um, because it 
suggests that there's that you either you are or you're not a narcissist, which is not really my point. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's a film full of females. I don't, I don't know. Is that I don't because know. you wanted them to illustrate your sister, or is it just because you? Yeah, no. More at ease with women than men. Situation. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, no, it was because I, I came up with the idea that I would look for characters who would somehow portray certain characteristics of my sister. And I thought it would probably be, make the film a little bit more easy if they were women. Um, and I already noticed that some people find it hard to, for example, accept the uh, Vietnamese woman in, in Los Angeles. Um, just because she's Vietnamese. So, so I, I, it probably wouldn't have worked if there was a man in there. But I, 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 did, so. I did quite seriously think about whether I liked the fact that the only expert in the film is a man. Or may, maybe big egos are socially more acceptable for men than for women. Probably. Yeah, probably. And also in, in societies it differs. I think in a egalitarian society like Holland or, or the Scandinavian countries. It is, it is more of a problem than in, in, in England, for instance. I don't know about Scotland, but in England they like eccentrics and it's, it's being tolerated. Mm. That's what I like about Great Britain. Yeah. Okay, um, I will give you the floor. Who has a question for Esther Gould? Yes, over there. Do we have a mic? Okay, I'll repeat the question. I repeat that first. She likes very much the narration, uh, the way the text is being used and the, the personal story and the other people. And it was all very clear. Okay, told in a block the four stories behind each other. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But nobody's Rowan in the film. Only the very last picture. Y you, you understand that none of them are really Rowan, okay. figure out the narration my like the my the text cards that are my perspective how did I figure them out um, well I guess when I when I was writing the film proposal I had already already written quite a lot about um, the story of mine um, and then I tried to keep a diary during the filming I wasn't very good at it, but I did a bit. Um, and then to get, I worked together with a text coach, but all, all the texts are, are in the basis, they're, they, they're all mine. Um, she helped me tweak them and choose them and shape them a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's an answer, but I guess they're, they're all just feelings I have, memories I have. Um, 
Yeah. That's true. Shall I repeat the question? A psychiatrist asking if, uh, from a psychiatric point of view, did your sister get enough support? And probably a lot more was going on than just injured narcissism. Definitely. Um, that's true. And it's actually, to be honest, it's something that I really struggled with. Uh, um, I mean, there's, there's two sides. Um, my sister had a long psychiatric history uh, with a slightly unclear diagnosis, um, but the people were talking about that she was bipolar, maybe schizophrenic, um, uh, narcissist, that she had a narcissistic personality di disorder. It was all a bit suggested. Um, although that's not quite true. I think the bipolar disorder was, was quite definite. Um, and I struggled a bit with that because from the story that I wanted to tell is very much a story about her, yeah, her self-image and ego and her narcissistic traits. But it's not necessarily the whole truth. Um, but I never really wanted to make a film about the whole truth. So for me, it's not a... It's not a search for who Rowan exactly was or what was exactly wrong with her or why she jumped or... Um, so, and did she get enough help? She saw a lot of psychiatrists, um, but obviously not the right one. No, I, that's so hard to say. Um, uh, I mean, as me and my parents and, our, and, and, and my sister's boyfriend, we were all uh, a little bit let down by the psychiatric help that she got specifically before she jumped a second time. Because the first time we didn't see it coming and the second time we did. Um, and, and by that time she had a full psychiatric dossier. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could go on for hours about that, but I won't. Yeah, what I, as I said, she was diagnosed with several things. Um, I think it was never 100% clear exactly what was wrong. I, I have maybe a little strange question um, in between. You are probably now already more famous than Rowan has ever been. What does that mean to you? Or does, is that a nasty question? No, uh, it's a smart question. Um, what's that? I wouldn't call it famous, but I, I, I think I get what you mean. Um, you mean she never had a feature-length film at a festival? True. Uh, I don't know. I mean, all I can say is there's something ironic. There's a text in the film where I say all the stories I wrote and all the drawings I made were all about Rowan. And then here's another story about Rowan. Um, so I guess the more exciting thing is what I do after this. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it fame. I hate cameras. 
I had to go on TV for Inside Itfa. I saw it. It was quite quite good. It was okay. But the moment I see a camera, my face goes like... Um, do these, these, these four people that uh, you film, do they l really love cameras? I mean, it's okay to go with a large crew? Yeah. Uh, They're definitely used to f being filmed or filming themselves. Yes, very much so. Uh, which probably helped. Mm. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's very... I mean, to some extent, I think they perform mm. all the time. Yeah. So... It's almost as if they had an, an extraordinary ability to be themselves in front of the camera. But at the same time, I was thinking... It's hard to explain, but they were also at the same time completely directing every little detail. Uh, I remember the, the the Dutch girl in the last chapter of the film that coming and then I, we came in her living room and it looked a bit set dressed. Like she'd have books lying around with titles like, um, I don't know, Fear and Self-Love or something. And I thought, is that really just there? Of course not. I mean, wh what does it matter? Indeed. It's, it's not direct cinema, this. It's more... Uh, no, but it's not... But at the same time, it's very... We shot it in a very... What's the word? Observatory... What do you call it? You didn't, you didn't give any instructions to... Um, very little, very little. I asked the children in Scotland to play. Uh, but then still, there were two shooting days. It wasn't like, and cut! Maybe now, like the idea of to have the girl run away through the fields, that would came up, but, but very little. And the scene in the car in Los Angeles with the singing with the wig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pure fiction. Yeah. It's a clip. It's a clip. Okay. Um, over there. casting of the four characters? Well, there's a little story behind each character because it's in a different way. Um, but I went to look for them. In So basically, I found Phoebe, the Scottish schoolgirl, at um, the primary school I used to go to. And I found Viviana. I was, I was searching. Uh, there's like five art schools in London uh, and it, I didn't really mind which one it was because it doesn't really matter. So I found her at an art school, which was not the one my sister went to. But um, and I found Geisha. Someone ha so I had someone in Los Angeles who knew the underground scene of Los Angeles very well, uh, and he helped me find Geisha. Um, and then Rene van Trier, who was the last character, was a friend of someone working at the production company. So it's all by different, but I, I, I did really go and look for them and it was very strange. It was a very strange, slightly awkward research. And I chose them very intuitively. Can we take two questions or two minutes? Two minutes, okay. That's one last question, please. Did they know in what kind of film they were going to end up? She said performing. Yeah, 
they're not acting. Just, just to be clear, um, uh, some did and some didn't. So, um, no, and I didn't tell the art school student. Uh, it's different. I did tell her what the film was about. I told her it was about self-love and ego and why I was fascinated in it. I didn't. I probably didn't mention the word narcissism because um, I thought that wouldn't help. And I didn't tell her that my sister had died, but <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> uh, but at that time, I didn't know that it would um, end up being so much one thing, first of all. Second of all, I didn't want her to, I wanted to observe her. I didn't want her to, act my sister and definitely not act uh, my sister who was going to die later on in the film. And the ch that London chapter in the film is very much about um, her sensuality and the fact that she has an opinion about it. She's so opinionated and feminist. And, and so I didn't want to ruin that. Uh, but I told her a week before the premiere um, how the film had worked out. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid we have to stop here. Um, thank you very much. Esther is still around, so if you really have burning questions, <laughs> go ahead.